We can only imagine. Lord, your word says, eye has not seen, nor ear has heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God is preparing for those who love him. Enlarge our vision today. Energize our vision by faith. And help us, Lord, to break through into a realm that we've never been at before. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, to James chapter 5, verse 16. James 5, 16. And this morning I want to begin our new series in entitled 21 days to breakthrough and as I was actually looking at the 21 sign I thought to myself two things number one there's a century 21 on on uh, in Westbury on uh, and I thought to myself well you know what this is going to be the greatest century that I've ever lived hallelujah and um, and then number two I think of uh, when I go to the mall and I think uh, being dragged around with my daughters as they drag me into Forever 21 and I'm kind of feeling a little silly while I'm watching them shop for all their clothes and I think to myself, you know what, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whosoever believed in him should not perish but have forever life. Hallelujah. And so I, I want you to know today that we're starting a journey. We're starting a journey of faith, a journey of fasting and prayer. And as we look at our own lives and we look at what God wants to do in our own lives, I want us to learn the principle of praying for breakthrough. And as we look at James chapter 5 verse 16, we find that Elijah was a man just like us. In fact, it says the effectual, everybody say effectual. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, I want you to know that I like the NIV and I read the NIV most of the time. But when I want to drive home a point and I want it to be powerful, I always pull out the King James. <laughs> because no one says it better than King James. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth. Everybody say availeth. Availeth much. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. Elijah was like us. You know, he didn't like to fast and pray all the time. His flesh didn't want to press in and know God. But he was able to overcome those obstacles in his life. To be able to press in to know God. And the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man produces much fruit. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man brings breakthrough in their lives. And the Bible says that he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain for three and a half years. And then he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Now I want you to know today as we begin this series that I'm believing with all my heart that some of you in this room will, will experience a breakthrough in your life when it comes to being at a new place with God. That you're going to have a breakthrough when it comes to being at a new place with God in your personal life. I'm praying for some of you today that you will experience a breakthrough in your marriage. 
I'm praying for some of you today, and I'm believing with all my heart that some of you, in the next 21 days, you're going to have a breakthrough in a relationship. There's a severed relationship, and that's going to be made right because you're going to break through into a realm with God where God's going to begin to speak to you, and you're going to see the things that you need to shed in your life, and you're going to see the things that you need to embrace in your life. I'm believing that some of you will experience God through prayer and worship and the word like you've never seen before. I, I'm believing that you're going to be able to see God in a new way because you're going to be able to have revelation knowledge, rhema words from God because you've set your heart to seeking the Lord. You know, the Bible says when you seek him with all your heart, he will be found. Now, am I in the right place today, by the way? Am I in a Pentecostal on fire church today? Somebody say amen. Amen. No, that wasn't good enough. Somebody say amen. amen. Say preach it, brother. Ah, oh, some of you, you're going to need some white hankies today. I can tell. You know what the white hankies are for, right? Come on. Get, go ahead. Have, have one of these. Go ahead. Have one of these. Have one of these. All right. Go ahead. Now, when I say something really good, all right, you brother? Oh, I know you know how to wave one of these hankies. I can tell. You know how to wave one of these hankies right here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Get, take one of those hankies right there. Go ahead. You can have one of these too. It's not to blow your nose either, all right? So remember. Now, when I say something good, you're going to hold up your hankies. You're going to say, preach it, brother. Are you ready? God is good. Oh, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. I'm believing for some of you today that you're going to begin to see God in a new way. And as a result of that, you're going to experience great answers to prayer that you've been praying a long time. You've been asking God, I need an answer from you, God. And God is going to come through and give you that answer. I'm praying and believing that some of you will experience a breakthrough. In, in something that you've been asking God for, a healing maybe in your body. Maybe it's something that you've been saying, God, I need a miracle. And I believe in the next 21 days, your faith is going to go deeper. Your heart's going to soar as you begin to believe God for great things in your life. Some of us, we're going to simply learn how to say no to the flesh. The next 21 days, we're going to say no. We're going to learn how to say, no, I don't need that. I want that in my life. And I'm going to run after that with all my heart. And I don't need to eat that. I don't need to drink that. You know, we started the first day of the fast. And, you know, I got up this morning and I ate what I was allowed to eat. And as I was looking down at that bowl, I thought to myself, God, you are a really good God. That there are people that they don't even have this to eat, Lord, and I'm really grateful, Lord. And I'm thankful, God, that I'm going to go on this journey with the rest of my church, and we're going to learn how to say no to the flesh. We're going to learn how to say yes to God. We're going to learn how to press in and believe God. We're going to get a vision for the great things that God wants to do in our life, and we're going to have some breakthrough praying times where we're going to break through into the place where God wants us to be. Now listen, nothing great in our life happens by chance. It happens because of sacrifice and preparation. And if God's going to do anything in our life, it's going to be because we've been prepared. We, we're ready. We've planned. We've prepared. And now we're ready to receive from the Lord. How many of you are ready to receive from God? Come on, let me see your hands. That's a good place to take your hankies right now and say, I'm ready to receive from the Lord. Now, last week we talked about fasting for breakthrough. We talked about the fact that all of us get desperate in our life and we begin to fast and pray for a breakthrough. Today, I want to talk about praying for breakthrough. I want to talk about 
getting to the place where we believe God for things in our life and we keep on praying till the answer comes. Now, now the truth is there are different kinds of praying in the Bible. Paul the Apostle says, don't be anxious for anything but with prayer and supplication and petition with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. But there are different kind of prayers. You know, David shows us in the Old Testament what it means to seek after God, and that's prayer. Prayer is seeking after God. Prayer is knowing God intimately. Prayer is enjoying the very company of God. Prayer is loving God and expressing our love to God through worship and praise. In fact, in the, in the Old Testament, we get seven words for worship. And those are all ways in which we can pray and seek the face of God. And then we can express ourselves in, in such a way where we are thankful before the Lord, where we are intimate before the Lord. David said, I will bow before the Lord. He said, I will raise my hand and surrender. He said, I will shout praises to God. He says, I will be so hilarious before the Lord that when I recognize the presence of God, the word is halal, well, I will recognize the presence of God like David when he danced before the ark. He was hilarious before for the Lord and he expressed himself in a way that it was joyful you know there are times when we begin to praise the Lord and we begin to sing and the joy of the Lord comes upon us I was in the back and I love to watch you folks praise the Lord some of you man you know how to do it Linda you know how to praise the Lord I'm watching and she's come on you know and it should be that way we should be joyful in the presence of God and so there are different ways in which we express ourselves to God. And all of those can be forms of prayer. Someone once said, write this down, write this down, would you please? Someone once said, prayer is the first step in knowing God. Step number one, knowing God, you got to pray. Prayer is stopping and recognizing the presence of God. Write that down. Prayer is stopping and recognizing the presence of God. Prayer is a man's means by which we know God intimately. That it is our means by which we can know God in a way that other people can't know him when they don't pray. Prayer, listen to it, this is a good one. Prayer is the soul of a man or a woman on their knees. Say that with me. Prayer is the soul of a man or a woman on their knees. Prayer is man's means by which we touch God. And all these are definitions of prayer. And all these definitions are rooted in knowing God. But listen to me. But prayer is also a means by which we break through into the miraculous in our life. Prayer is a means by which we break through into the supernatural. Prayer is a means by which we receive what God has promised us. Prayer is coming to God and asking God big and saying, God, I believe that you're a big God and I believe that you want to bless me and I believe all things are possible with God and I thank you, God, that you've given me promises and I thank you, God, that you've given me a vision and I thank you, God, that even though I've got a need, I've got a God that's bigger than my need and God will support Apply all my needs according to his riches and glory and I can come and ask boldly come on somebody pull out your hankies here it comes I can come boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy in a time of need come on somebody say amen you see in all of our lives we come to the point 
when we will need, listen to me, a breakthrough in prayer. That we will have to pray breakthrough prayers. It comes a place in all of our lives where we will have to go deeper than ever before. And we will have to press through the distractions that keep us from getting what we're expecting from God. That we will have to press through the crowds that cry out to us and tell us to shut up. That God doesn't love us. That, that we will have to press through the crowd of unbelief and fear in our life. And say, if I could just touch the hem of God's garment, I know that he's going to bless us. That we're going to have to press in. We're going to have to press in past the flesh. We're going to have to pass, uh, pass through the doubt and fear. And all the stuff that keeps us really from experiencing God in our life. And we're going to have to go deeper. We're going to have to press through, break through the noise and the voices that tell us to give up, throw in the towel, and just accept the fact that things are not going to change in our life. Have you ever heard that voice? It tells you no matter what you do, things are not going to change in your life. That's just the way you are. That's just the way they are. That's just the way life is. You just have to learn how to accept it. You know, the truth is the Bible is filled with places where men and women had to break through in prayer. The Bible's filled with men and women who had to fast and pray until they received their breakthrough, the very thing that they were hoping and praying for. You see, prayer, prevailing prayer, is prayer that is mo motivated by a sincere desperation and a determination to receive from God what we're praying for. Breakthrough prayer is desperate. Breakthrough prayer is determined. Breakthrough prayer will not be denied. Breakthrough prayer does not know what the word no means. Now, now don't get me wrong. I think every one of us in this room, we need to pray, not my will, but your will be done. But listen to me. Look at me today. So often we give up on our praying. We throw in the towel because somewhere, somehow, somebody told us that it's not God's will for us to be healed. It's not God's will for our marriage to be restored. It's not God's will for somebody to come back to the Lord. I want you to know something. When you see in the Word what the promise of God says about a circumstance in your life, then you can know this one thing. If it's God's will, then I can pray until the answer comes. Come on, somebody say amen. I can keep on praying till the answer comes. If I know that my children are to know the Lord and I've got a promise and I can take that promise and I can hold on to that promise and say all the promises of God are yea and amen in Christ Jesus and if God said it I believe it that settles it and I'm going to press in until the answer comes come on somebody hallelujah So often we say, well, it's just not God's will. Well, maybe it is God's will and God just wants to put a fight in you. Maybe it's God's will and there's an enemy. There's a demonic force that's fighting against you, trying to keep you from your blessing and you need to press in a little bit more. Maybe God wants to do a deeper work in your spirit. Maybe God wants to do a deeper work in your marriage, in your home, and he knows that you've got to wait a little while, that you've got to have patience. Maybe God wants to get you to that place of desperation where you say, God, I don't need the food, God, and I don't need the TV. What I need you, God. I need you more than anything else, and Lord, what I need 
is to get into your presence. And what if when you get into the presence of God, God begins to change your attitude and God begins to change your life and you begin to see things in a new way and you say, God, thank you, Lord, that it's taken 21 days, but I'm a, I'm a changed man. I'm a changed woman. Why? Because you put my back against the wall and I've been so desperate that I've come out of my desperation a changed person. Come on, somebody. See, breakthrough prayer is tenacious. Breakthrough prayer is bold. And it never gives up until the answer comes. Let me say that again. Some people call breakthrough praying prevailing prayer. Samuel Chadwick said this about prevailing prayer. There is no power like that of prevailing prayer. It turns ordinary people into men and women of power. It brings life. It brings God. To prevail in prayer is to be victorious in prayer. To prevail in prayer is to fight until the answer comes. To prevail in prayer means that you fight the real enemy of your soul. Prevailing in prayer is refusing to allow the enemy to advance in our lives or the lives of those that we love. To prevail in prayer is to pray with an intense passion. Listen to me, I believe that so many of us too often we don't get the answer from God because we give up way too soon instead of pressing in. So, so, so what are the characteristics of breakthrough prayer? Number one, I want you to write this down. Breakthrough prayer always begins with a vision from God. You will never have the strength, the power, the will to pray through until, listen to me, until you get a vision from God. And once you get a vision from God, once you can see what God wants for your life, and man, let me tell you something. I has not seen nor ears heard nor has it entered into the heart of man what God is preparing for those who love him. Let me tell you, you can be blind on the outside and have vision on the inside. You can have vision, you can have physical vision and be blind as a bat. Helen Keller once said, the saddest people in this world are people that can see physically but they have no vision. But they have no vision. Because vision is the very thing that causes us to keep praying when we want to give up. Why? Because we can see the things that God wants to give us in our life. The Bible says without vision, people what? Without vision, people perish. Without vision, your dreams perish. Without vision, your fasting perishes. Without vision, your willpower perishes. Why? Because you've got to start first with a vision. Something whereby you know that God wants to do in your life. And what is vision? Vision is a picture, a mental, spiritual picture of a preferred future in your life. Where you might say, God, I thank you that this is where I am. But God, there's so much more. God, I thank you you've been so faithful, but God, there's so much more you want to do in my life, God. Thank you, Lord, for the things that I've already done in my life, but God, there's so much more. Man, I tell you, when I came to this church, I was 30 years old. That was five years ago. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just keep on lying to yourself. It's a good thing. I grew up in this church, but when I became the senior pastor, I was 30 years old, and, and God... He began to birth a vision in my heart. And the reason why I've been here for 20 years just praying and seeking God's face, fasting, never giving up, is because God has given me a vision of a great church that can touch the whole world. That God has given me a vision that we're going to send out many young people that are going to plant other churches. And I, I want you to really be in prayer for Farmingdale New Life Campus, one of the campuses that are under our network. 
because today God's going to do a great work. Today God's going to do a, a marvelous work in that church. But that's all because of vision. I remember that I'd come into this place as a young pastor and I'd pray and say, God, give us the whole block, God. God, give us, Lord God, the city for the glory of God. And, and we didn't own all the property that we own today, but I'd put my hand up and I'd say, by, by God's grace and, and power, God, you're going to give us so much uh, favor with the town. And God, you're going to expand our borders. And today, we own much of the block today. Why? Because of vision. And you know what? That's what kept me praying. Because of vision, not just for buildings, but for people. And today we have three, three services and we keep on growing. And we keep on sending out teams as we send the team to, to Farmingdale. Today there's a team of people that are new, at New Life Assembly of God. And they're breathing new life into that church. And it's already, listen, in the second week quadrupled in attendance. You know, it wasn't a whole lot of people. But God's doing a great work. It's already quadrupled. I like that. It sounds good. 75 people. <laughs> but it's all about vision. You know, there's a story in the Bible in Habakkuk. If you turn to Habakkuk, it's real easy to find. It's between what? Genesis and Revelation. You can't miss it. But if you go to Habakkuk, and you, you need to read some of these Old Testament, small minor prophets. And Habakkuk, he looks around with his physical eyes, and all he sees is sin. All he sees is destruction. All he sees is rebellion. And he cries out to the Lord and he says, Lord, he says, how long do you look down at your people and you see destruction and rebellion? And notice what he says, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, he says, then I will position myself on the rampart. He said, I will climb to the prayer closet. He said, I will climb to the prayer tower and I will stand upon the word of God and I will look and see what the Lord wants to say to me. I will pray. I will fast. I will get into my prayer closet. I'll climb the, the prayer tower and I'll stay up there and I'll position myself and I'll wait for the vision. And the Bible says, look what it says in Habakkuk chapter 2. It says, then the Lord said to Habakkuk, he said, write down the vision. He said, write down the revelation so that you can run with the revelation. I want to encourage you to get this book right here. This book is a powerful book on fasting. And every one of you who are going to join the fast with us, you need to get this book. It's in the gymnasium. And the first chapter, it asks you to write down what's the vision. What do you see? What's the vision that God wants to give you for your family? What's the vision that God wants to give you for your marriage? What's the vision that God wants to give you for your life? He said, I want you to see a vision. He says, and when you get that vision, he said, write it down. You see, you're not going to fast unless you've got a vision. Unless you know why you're fasting. I know why I'm fasting. I've got a vision in my mind. You see, I, I'm fasting for two major reasons. One is for my family. It's for me and my family. It's for my household to go deeper in God. That we will see God in a way we've never seen God before. I'm praying that God will get a hold of my heart. I'm praying that God will take out of my heart the things that keep me from seeing him in a great way. I'm praying for my kids. I'm praying for my marriage. And I'm praying for you. I'm praying that in the next 21 days, you will have breakthroughs in your life. That's what I've written down. 
And that's what I'm going to pray for. And you know what? When King Stomach tries to get in and tell me that I need to have that cup of coffee, when I'm walking through uh, a mall and I see Starbucks and I need to have that latte, oh, I need to have, and that latte is calling me. And I said no to that latte. You know what? I can say no. Why? Because I've got a greater vision. Glory to God. I can say no because I know that God has given me a vision of great things in your life. And what does he say? He says, Habakkuk, write it down. Notice what he says in Habakkuk chapter 2. He says this. He says, though the vision awaits its appointed time. He said, though the revelation awaits an appointed time, it will speak to an end. And it will not prove false. Though it linger, he said, wait for it. Though it linger, wait for it. There it is. There's the patience. There's the perseverance. There's the travailing. There's the prevailing in prayer. That God gave us a vision, whatever that vision was. And God says, I'm going to be true to my word. Friend, I want you to know that when God gives you a dream, when God gives you a vision, when it lines up with the word of God, you can know that God is faithful to his promise and the vision will come to pass. He says, though the vision tarry, wait for it, for it shall surely come to pass. The vision. I want to pray for you right now. Close your eyes. I want to pray that God gives you a vision. What is that vision? Write it down. Oh God, I want to be in ministry. Well, see yourself preaching in front of people. God, I want you to use me on the mission field. Well, see yourself on the mission field doing the work of the kingdom. God, I want my marriage to be restored. See yourself at dinner with your husband or your wife and see a restored relationship. Lord, I want to see my daughter. I want to see my son come into the kingdom of God. Well, see them in the church. See them worshiping the Lord. See them serving God. Whatever it is, get a mental picture. Get a spiritual picture of the things that God wants to do in your life and hold on to that vision. Glory to God. I said, hold on to the vision of the Lord and know even though that vision tarries it shall come to pass number two breakthrough praying is always energized by faith listen to me vision is the destination faith is the fuel that keeps you going while you're walking to the destination vision is the destination faith is the the fuel that keeps you praying Faith is the fuel that keeps you believing. You see, we can see something, but it's faith that keeps us moving forward. Oh, there's a story in the Bible of a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years, a long time. The Bible says she tried everything. She went to every doctor. She started her, her cycle and it just kept on going for 12 years. You know what happens when a, when a woman is bleeding for 12 years? You know what happens when a woman in, in the Old Testament, in the Levitical law, when she had her period, she was unclean. In other words, she couldn't touch anyone. She couldn't go into the temple. She was considered unclean. She couldn't have a relationship with her husband until the time of her purification. But this woman, she started and it never stopped. And she was hemorrhaging for 12 long years. You know what the implications of that was that she was unclean for 12 years. She was a cast out for 12 years. But you see, she had a vision. Somehow, she got a vision. Why? Why did I know that she's a person of vision? Because she said it herself. She said, if I can press through and I can touch the hem of his garment, then I will be made whole. She could see the bleeding stop. Hallelujah. She could see with her, her mental eyes, with her spiritual eyes, she could see that once again she would be invited 
back into the temple. That once again her family would go back to normal. That once again she would be whole and healed by the power of God. And that vision drove her on. And the Bible says that she saw a crowd of people. She's not allowed to go close to a crowd of people, but she did. Why? Because her vision drove her. And the Bible says she saw a crowd, but she was determined. And she pressed through the crowd. And the Bible says she pushed her way through the crowd. And when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, Jesus said, I, I feel virtue that has gone out of me. Who touched me? And his disciples said, why do you ask the question, who touched you? There's so many people that are around you. He said, because I felt faith come out of me into a person. And the woman was convicted, and she fell at the feet of Jesus, and she said, Jesus, I touched you. And notice what Jesus says to this woman, daughter, go home. Your faith has made you whole. She said, go home. You received the breakthrough because of faith. Go home. You broke through the crowd. You broke through the obstacles because you had faith. And faith helps you and I to keep on pressing in, knowing that God is going to give us the thing that we've prayed for. Why? Because faith is sure. It's positive of the things we hope for. It's certain of the things that we cannot see. It's positive. Faith doesn't take no for an answer. Faith gave her the confidence, listen to me, the press through the crowd. Faith gave her the strength to keep on praying when, when she wanted to give up. Faith gave her the determination to never, ever give up. Why? Because faith was the very thing that gave her the power to reach out and touch Jesus, no matter the obstacle. I'm reminded of Abraham. The Bible says that Abraham got a great vision from God. Remember, it starts with vision. It is always empowered and energized by the fuel of faith. So God takes Abraham. He takes him to Long Beach. And he shows him, Abraham, check this out. You see all the stars in the sky? You see the sand? You see these grains of sand? He said, more than the grains of sand and more than the stars in the sky, you will have more ancestors. You will have more descendants and children and grandchildren and so on and so on. Oh, but Abraham said, I'm too old. Sarah laughed at the angel of the Lord and said, I'm too old. But somewhere between doubt and faith, Abraham was transformed into a man that was driven by his faith. As the Bible says, and God spoke to Abraham and said, leave your country. And Abraham took one step at a time by faith because he believed the Lord. And Romans chapter 4 says, and Abraham did not waver in unbelief, but he considered the God who made a promise would keep the promise. And at the end, Abraham received the promise, the breakthrough that he was asking for. See, faith is the energy, the fuel that fuels us and keeps us going. Breakthrough prayer refuses to waver in unbelief. I love Hebrews chapter 10. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. And I'll give you another hint if you can't find it. It's in the New Testament. I, I love this. The writer of Hebrews tells a people that wanted to quit. Look at me. A people that wanted to throw in the towel. The writer of Hebrews is writing to a group of Hebrews, to a group of Jewish people that were willing and, and wanting to serve the Lord, but they were growing tired and weary. And as a result of that, they were getting ready to throw in the towel. 
And the writer of Hebrews writes to them in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Notice what he says. And he says, so let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it for he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. Listen to me. Maybe today God has given you a vision. Maybe God has put a promise in your heart. Maybe God's given you a dream. And dreams are so powerful. But the words hold fast in the Greek here in Hebrews chapter 10. Look at me. Hebrews 10, 23 means this. Seize, take hold of the very thing that God has promised you. And never let it go. And don't let anybody rob you of it. See, the writer of Hebrews is saying in the Greek, this is a very powerful phrase. What it means is this. It means that there are people that were looking all their life to find this very valuable thing. The context of when he says, hold fast, seize it, is this understanding that people were looking for something that they were searching for all their life. And when they find it, they embrace it and they hold on to it. In fact, in the Greek, it means to sit on it and don't let anyone steal it from you. And so what God is saying here to every one of us, those that have visions from God, those that have dreams from God, he says, I want you to seize that dream, that vision from God. And I want you to embrace that dream. I want you to wrap your arms around that dream and don't let anyone steal it from you. Look at me. Listen to me today. The devil wants to steal your vision. The devil wants to steal your dreams. Why? Because without vision, people perish. And so he wants to steal the promise of God that God made to you. He wants to take it away from you. But you, by perseverance, you, by faith, you need to hold on to that that God has promised you. You need to wrap your arms around that vision that God has given you. You need to wrap your arms around that dream. You need to sit on it if you have to. And you need to look the devil straight in his face and say, you'll not steal my dream. You'll not steal my vision. You'll not steal the promise of God in my life. It belongs to me. I'm a child of God and I am an heir of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ and as a result of that you can't have my promise. Glory to God. Devil you can't have my kids. You can't have my marriage. You can't have my destiny and my future. Hold on. I said hold on. Every one of you in this room, you need to hold on. And you need, you need to believe God. Oh, as I look at this congregation, I'm reminded of some people who have put in a whole lot of carpet time. You know what I'm talking about. They don't install carpet. They see God on the carpet. I think of families. I was a youth pastor in this church for many years. And I would gather together with parents of the youth and some of those parents they were heartbroken because their kids walked away from the Lord friend let me tell you something you're a young person today there ain't nothing in this world there's nothing that this world can offer you that's greater deeper more powerful than God coming into your life and giving you a purpose and a meaning and a reason to live but there were some kids that walked away from the Lord and I would encourage the parents to come out on Friday nights. I would encourage the parents to come out on Sunday nights. 
you know, those nights where we can get a hold of God. And man, I could still remember like it was yesterday. As Connie Wehrman would cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, please, Lord, my daughter, she's walked away from you, but you've given me a promise that if I believe in the Lord with all my heart, me and my whole household will be saved. And she would cry out to the Lord, and she would hold on to the horns of the altar of God, and she would say, God, you've made a promise to me, God. And I believe, God, that my daughter's going to come home. And let me tell you, one of her daughters today is a, pa is a pastor's wife in a church that's exploding with growth. She loves the Lord Jesus Christ with all of her heart. I remember she'd cry out for her son, and he's serving the Lord today. Come on, somebody. God is faithful to his promise hallelujah I remember my aunt and let me tell you if you know it's God's will if you know the promises of God then you can take the promise of God and you can pray until the answer comes and I remember my aunt Victoria she was praying for her son Johnny her son Johnny was so messed up her son Johnny was on drugs many times he'd take a gun he'd put it in his mouth because he wanted to blow his brains apart he was on drugs he was so messed up but my aunt knew how to get a hold of God she knew how to get the, a hold of the promises of God and she said God I'm praying for my son Johnny he's the only one that's not saved and I want to see all my kids into the kingdom of God and friends I want you to know when you got a promise you keep on praying and you keep on believing and you don't take no for an answer but you keep on pressing in and she prayed until there was no more breath in her body she died and went to heaven and two weeks later Johnny came up to the altar and he gave his heart to the Lord I could just imagine what it was like you want to see that song we could just imagine I could just imagine Aunt Victoria she was somewhere in heaven and an angel came and said your son has come home glory to God let's rejoice today friend I want you to know that there's got to be a perseverance in your heart to say you know what I know God's promise and I'm standing on the word you see breakthrough prayer is always fueled by faith and persistence oh, I'm reminded of a widow and I'm not going to be reminded too much of more things, so don't worry about it. We're going to finish. But I'm reminded of a, a widow in the Bible. The Bible says that she couldn't pay her bills. And they were coming to take her sons and her daughters away to make them slaves. And somebody was misusing this widow. And she went to the judge. And the Bible says, Luke chapter 18, verse 1. The disciples said, Lord, teach us how to pray. And the Lord shows us this example. The Bible says that he gives this story of a woman. She's a widow and she goes to the judge. And she says to the judge, please judge. Please judge, give me justice. Please judge, give me mercy. And the Bible says that the judge was an, an unjust judge. He didn't care about man. He didn't care about God. He didn't fear anyone. And the Bible says that the woman came first day. And she was denied. She was sent away. But because she was persistent, she'd come back again. Sounds like an Italian mom. And she'd come back the second day, and the third day, and the fourth day. 
She came back six months. She was coming back every day, every day, every day. She'd stand on the line and she'd pray and she'd believe God that God was going to give him justice, give her justice. And she'd get up to the front of the line and she'd say to the judge, judge, have mercy on me. And he said to the girl, the woman, go away. I don't care about you and I don't fear God. But somehow, someway, after six months, eight months, a year, whatever it was, she'd come back each and every day, each and every moment. The judge had to listen to her story. And finally, the judge said listen woman I'm not a man who fears God and I could care less about your situation but because you keep on coming you're gonna wear me out go and have the justice that you're crying for day and night and the judge listen to me and the judge said this how much more will God give to those who love him when they cry out to him in day and night how much more will God give them the justice that they are crying out for it's the how much more is of God what a story you see, because breakthrough prayer is, is persevering prayer. It's never giving up. And lastly, as the worship team comes, break, listen to me. Breakthrough prayer is confronting the real enemy that wants to rob, steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, that's what the Daniel fast is all about. You know, this little boy came over to me after the, sec, the first service, and he says, My name is Daniel. And the mom said, well, he wants to fast. I said, well, Daniel, you need to fast. And I told the young boy that he needs to give something up. And so he's probably going to give up, you know, one of the games or something. But he's going to fast. He's going to fast unto the Lord. And Daniel, he needs a revelation from God. Daniel sees that there needs to be a breakthrough in Israel. And Daniel sets his heart. He's in Babylon. But he sets his heart to hearing he needs to get an answer from God. Some of you in this room, you are praying for an answer from God. You need a breakthrough answer in your life. And the Bible says that Daniel sets his heart. Now, now we, we talk about 21 days of fasting. Daniel never said, I'm going to set my heart for 21 days. I'm going to give God 21 days. Now listen to me, listen to me. I know that in 21 days, the 22nd day, most of you are going to be shouting, Hallelujah, I get to eat a cheeseburger. I, I, I get it, I get it. I get it. Listen to me, look at me. Daniel set his heart to pray and fast until the answer came. And the Bible says that he set his heart not to eat anything that was pleasurable to him, but fruits and vegetables and drink water. And he said, God... I know you're going to answer my prayer. So he set his heart to praying. Now listen to me. On the first day, God heard his prayer. And the Bible says after 21 days of fasting and praying, there was a breakthrough. He saw a vision. Listen to me. You need to read it in Daniel 10. He saw a vision of an angel. And an angel came to him. And listen what he said. He said, Daniel, from the first moment that you set your heart to seeking the Lord for an answer. From the first moment that you prayed that prayer, God heard you. He said, but the prince of Persia came and withstood the answer from coming to you. And at that very moment, God, through Daniel, Daniel 10, reveals to us and shows us that we are in a real spiritual war with a real enemy. And that when we pray, and we fast, we're doing spiritual warfare against the enemy. 
David, he's just made king. He's 30 years old. He's anointed king. And the Bible says that his once ally, the Philistines, are now going to attack David. They want to destroy David. And David, listen to me, David cries out to the Lord and he says, Lord, should I press in? Should I defeat my enemy? And the Lord says to David, David, go and defeat the enemy. And so David goes and he defeats his enemy. Listen to me. And this is exactly what David says. He says, so he named that place Baal Perazim. And in the Hebrew, that word Baal Perazim means master God of the breakthrough. Master God of the breakthrough. Therefore, they call the name of that place Baal Perazim, master or God of the breakthrough. Because David said on that day, listen to me, God broke through and defeated my enemy. And friend, I want you to know that some of you are going to receive a spiritual breakthrough in your life. You will come against the enemy of your soul because he is holding back a blessing and you will say, I will not be ripped off and you're not going to steal my blessing. I'm going to break through into a new place in God. I want you to bow your heads right now. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, in this place today, I recognize that there are moms and dads, there are husbands and wives, there are young adults in this place that are in need of a breakthrough in their life. And they need to see the God of the breakthrough come through for them. God, they're desperate. And they need you, God, the God of the breakthrough. To break through, Lord God, and give them an answer to their prayer, God. Lord, some of these people today, they need a divine healing in their body. Some of them, God, they need a divine healing in their marriage, in their home, whatever it may be, God. And God, as they set their hearts to praying, give them a spirit that they might prevail and be victorious as they press through, Lord, and receive their miracle. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Now, I want you to all stand right now. And I want you to raise your hands towards heaven right now. And I want you to begin, I want you to close your eyes today. And I want you to begin to get a vision. Come on. I want you to see. I want you to see with your mind's eyes. I want you to see what you've been praying for. I want you to see what you've been crying out to God for. I want you to see it in your mind. I want you to see that son coming home. I want you to see that daughter getting right with God. I want you to see that husband, that wife, say, forgive me, I have sinned against you, and I need to come home. I want you to begin to see revival that's going to happen in your family. I want you to see revival in the church. If you're sick in your body, I want you to start to see you healed by the power of God. If there's somebody that you love today that's not in the kingdom of God, I want you to begin to see them. I want you to see them on their face crying out to God. I want you to see them at Bethlehem Assembly of God walking down the aisles of this church giving their lives to Jesus. Maybe you've been praying for ministry. I want you to close your eyes. Maybe you've been praying that God would make you a pastor. That God would make you a missionary. That God would make you an evangelist. That God would help you to do the, the ministry that He's put in your heart. I want you to see yourself actually preaching. 
I want you to see yourself out on the mission field. I want you to see yourself doing the work of the kingdom. Can you see it? Come on, close your eyes. Can you see it? Faith is the fuel that helps us to be obedient one step at a time. God, I don't know what the next step is. He'll show you. Maybe it's to put an application in. Maybe it's by faith to say, God, I'm going to trust you one step at a time. I don't know where I'm going to live, but God, you're going to show me. And God, every step of the way, God, by faith, God, I'm going to pray and believe that a breakthrough is on its way. I want you to raise your hands right now. And I want you to sing this with me. Because there's nothing more powerful than praising the Lord. There's nothing more powerful than worshiping the Lord and saying, God, you are the God of the breakthrough. And God, on this side, Lord, of the Red Sea, I'm going to praise you, God. Lord, not when I get on the other side, not when I'm, when I'm delivered, but I'm going to praise you today, right now, God. Lord, as I'm on the outside looking in, God, as I need to press in to touch the hem of your garment, God, I'm going to worship you right now, God. And in the midst of worship, in the midst of praise, God, you're going to begin to touch my heart. You're going to begin to give me a new vision, a new passion for you, God, a new passion for prayer, a new passion for worship, a new passion for your word, God. God, you're going to give me such a love for you, God, that fasting doesn't mean anything compared to knowing you, God, and knowing the power and the revelation knowledge that you're going to put in my heart so that I can do your will, God. Come on, raise your hands right now. Come on and sing this song. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh my soul. Come on, raise your hands. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. Sing like never And I need to get right with God today. I want you to know that this Wednesday night we're going to start a foundations class. And I'm going to pour into people. I'm just going to give you as much knowledge as I know to get you on the right foundation. But right now, you say, Pastor, I'm not sure that if I die today, I'd go to heaven. And I need a vision of me going to heaven. And I need to trust Jesus for my salvation. I need to get right with God. I want you to raise your hand right now. If you're in this room, you say, Pastor, pray for me. God bless you. Somebody else. 
God bless you. God bless you. Somebody else. They say, Pastor, pray for me right now. I need to get right with God. I need to ask Christ to forgive me of my sins. I want you to raise your hands. Anybody else in this place? God bless you. God bless you. In the balcony today. Yes, I see that little hand. And I want you to come, young man. Yes, I see that hand in the back. Anybody else? Yes, 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 yes. You know what? We've got some prayer warriors here today. People that know how to press in. And they love you. And they want to pray for you. And they want to give you something. Now listen to me. If you accepted Christ as your Savior sometime in your life, then you have eternal life. But maybe today you just feel like, you know what, I don't know where I stand with God. And you need to get into the foundations class. You need to get the word in your heart. You need to get the word in your life so that you can be sure that you know that you know that you have eternal life. But maybe you're here today saying, I need to get right with God today. I need to press in and get right with God. There's somebody that wants to pray for you. I want to pray for you today. So I want you to do something. You see, breakthrough prayers start with breakthrough attitude. I said breakthrough prayer starts with a breakthrough attitude. And a breakthrough attitude says, I don't care what other people think about me. I don't care if anybody else is watching me. You know, you think that woman with the issue of blood was very concerned about what other people thought about her? She didn't care. In fact, as she pressed through the crowd, she touched this one, unclean, touched it, unclean, unclean. Un didn't matter to her. Why? Because she wanted to get to God. How desperate do you want to get to God? How desperate do you want to know God? If you're desperate to know God, the Bible says you'll find God. He said if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. So I, if you raised your hand, even in the balcony today, I want to meet you right here. Get out of your seat right now. Come, I want to pray for you. If you raise your hand, come, let me pray for you right now. Come on, come on. All over this place, there were people that raised their hand. You got to press through. You got to press through. You got to say, I want to know God. I don't care what other people think about me. I'm running after God. I'm going to be a breakthrough kind of person. Doesn't matter what other people think. I'm going to know God. Hallelujah. I want you to get out of your seat right now. Anybody else? There was a young hand in the, in the balcony. Mom, you bring them down. Because you know what? I remember when I was a kid, I was a little kid, 11 years old, and I gave my life to Jesus. And let me tell you, from 11 to 15, God did so much good work in my life that when I rebelled and I went away from the Lord man God kept on speaking to me because I was already filled with the Holy Ghost so don't ever withhold your kid from coming because you know what God's going to do something in his life you're here today and you say I need to get right with God today I want you to get out of your seat right now come quickly quickly come I want the altar workers to come right now we're going to pray for these people extend your hand towards these wonderful people right now God I pray in the name of Jesus right now God that these that are here at this altar, God, they have broke through, Lord, with courage. They didn't care what other people think about them, God. They didn't care what other people would say about them. They just walked out of their seat, Lord, and said, I want God. And Lord, there's a couple of others that are here today, God, that they're not sure if they die today, they'd go to heaven. And they need to give their life to Jesus. I pray right now by the Holy Spirit's convicting power. You see, listen to me. Every one of you that are up here today, somebody broke through for you. Glory to God. I said somebody broke through. Somebody prayed a breakthrough prayer. It might have been your mother. It might have been your father. It might have been your pastor. It was Jesus praying for you. As the Bible says, he ever lives to make intercession. Somebody broke through today. And the Holy Spirit was able to convict your heart. And you listen. Somebody else here today. You say, I need to go up there. I need to get right with God. Just come out of your seat right now. And let God touch you right now. Father, come on, extend your hands towards these people. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for these wonderful people right now, God. Lord, I pray that they would experience breakthroughs in their life, God. Lord, this is the first day of the rest of their life, God. And Lord, already on this day, God, 
the first day of my fast, God. You answered my prayer, God. Lord, on the first day of my fast, God, you broke through, God, into the hearts of people, God. And Lord, I thank you for that, Lord. God, I pray today that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit today, God. Lord, that they would know that you love them, God. And Lord, that they would know, God, that you have a plan for their life, God. I want everybody in this place right now to pray this prayer with me. And you know what? This is the first of thousands upon thousands of breakthrough prayers you're going to pray. And let me tell you, you need to mix it with faith. And faith says, I'm sure of the things I hope for. I'm certain for the things that I don't see. I'm sure that God is going to give me eternal life. I want you to pray right now. Lord Jesus. Come on, everybody. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. That you love me. That you love me. And you died for me. And that you died for me. And when you died for me. When you died for me. You broke, the, you broke through the veil. You broke through the veil. You broke through the curtain. That separated me from my Father in heaven. I ask you right now. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me my sins. And come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. From this day forward, I'll serve you by faith. Make me a breakthrough Christian. Make me a breakthrough Christian. Not just an ordinary Christian. Not just an ordinary Christian. Not a lukewarm Christian. Not a lukewarm. But an all-fire Christian. Not a fire Christian. Put a fire in my spirit. Fire in my spirit. And touch me right now. Touch me right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody with me. Stay where you are. Come on, everybody, raise your hands and say, Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Oh, oh my soul. Oh, worship his soul. Here's my prayer for you, that God would take you deeper in prayer, that through these 21 days, you know it takes 21 days to, to form a habit, you know I really honestly believe that, listen to me, I really honestly believe that God gave him the answer on the 21, the 21st day because he know, he knew, God is the great psychologist, he knew it takes 21 days to break a habit, it takes 21 days to form a new habit. It takes 21 days to break through something in our life. And so in these next 21 days, there's my prayer for you is that you would go deeper in prayer. That you would go deeper in God. How many of you in this room, you want to go deeper in prayer? Let me see your hands. We talked about fasting, deeper in prayer. I want you to move out of your seat right now. And come to this altar and say, God, bring me deeper in prayer. Come on, come on, come on, quickly, quickly. Bring me deeper in prayer, God. Bring me deeper in prayer, God. Jesus, I want to go deeper in you, God. Jesus, I want you to reveal things to me that I've never seen before during this fast, oh God. Jesus, bring me deeper in love with you, Lord God. Restore my first love for you, God. You see, when you're in love with God, when you have first love for God, your love for God is stronger than the flesh. I say your love for God is stronger than the flesh. The flesh is going to say no praying. The flesh is going to say no reading the word. The flesh is saying, you know, just, just, just kind of be a lukewarm Christian. But your love for God is the thing that's going to drive you 
to a place of intimacy with God. So I want you to raise your hands again and just say with me, Father, give me a love for you, God. Bring me deeper in prayer. Lord, help me to have a breakthrough spirit, tenacious, audacious, bold, convinced, convicted that you are true to your promises. Help me to hold fast, to seize that which is mine, and not allow the devil to rip me off from my vision. Lord, take me deeper. In the name of Jesus. Come on, just, just begin to worship the Lord right now. Just cry out to God right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, take them deeper, God. Take them deeper, God. Take them deeper, God. In Jesus' name. Jesus, I pray, God. Anointing of the Holy Spirit, God. To break through right now, God. Father, that you would just do a work, God. Jesus, I pray, oh God, that you would give her love. God, I worship the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. Bless the name of Jesus. God's touching you right now. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Worship His holy name. Sing like never before. All my soul, I worship Your holy name. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Worship the name of Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Break through God, Jesus. Worship the name of Jesus. Worship the name of Jesus. Jesus, bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, and worship His holy name. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawn, 
said this, the saints of old, listen to me, the saints of old were wont to fight and argue at times with God for their blessing. Now I want to tell you something right now, listen to me. You don't have to twist God's arm. And there's nothing in the whole world that you could do to get God to love you more than he loves you right now. You're saved by grace. You can't fast to get God to love you more. You can't pray to get God to love you more. You can't read the Bible. You can't do good things to get God to love you more. This is not about works. Listen to me. This is not about works. This is not about you fasting more to, to twist God's arm to bless you. God, He wants to bless you. The blessing's already there. It's, it's what happens when we begin to pray. When we begin to fast, what happens is we start to operate on a whole nother level of faith. See, God starts to get rid of the junk in our life. And we start to see Him and we start to believe God for greater things. And so that it's really not God's unwillingness to give it to us. It's our unwillingness to receive because we just can't believe. Come on, somebody. And so when we begin to fast and pray, we align ourselves up. We align ourselves up with what the Word of God says about us. We learn what the Word of God says about us. And we go boldly into the throne of grace and we receive. Like Jacob who wrestled with the angel of God. Listen to me. As I Jacob wrestles with the angel of God. The Bible says that somewhere in the middle of the night he was tackled by an angel and he's thinking to himself this angel he wants to mug me. Anytime you live in New York you're thinking somebody comes behind you they're gonna mug me right and he starts running away from the angel and some somewhere in the middle of the night he realizes this is not somebody that wants to hurt me this is somebody that wants to bless me and the Bible says instead of running away from God Jacob begins to embrace the angel and what does he say to the angel he knows that at that very moment he's got a breakthrough into the blessing that God wants to give him he's a he's a con artist the very name Jacob means con artist he's a trickster and he needs to be changed his name needs to go from Jacob to Israel Prince of God and so he gets a hold of God and he says God I'll not let you go until you change my name I'll not let you go until you change my behavior I'll I'll not let you go until you change my nature and the Bible says in the daytime it says when it was light out God said to Jacob I'm gonna change your name because Jacob prevailed with the Lord he wrestled and he won glory to God now it wasn't because God didn't want to bless him it was because God wanted to change him glory to God and God wants to change us amen and so in the next couple of weeks God's gonna do a change in your life and you're gonna see things you're gonna hear things you're going to understand things. 
and you are going to be the person God wants you to be and as a result of that you're just going to be able to receive a whole lot easier because you've been in the presence of God amen amen, amen. I want you to go into the gymnasium and get one of these journals because I believe that this journal is going to help you on your journey. I want you to hug somebody right now. Tell them you love them. A hundred people. A hundred people. You're not allowed to leave until you hug a hundred people. All right? God bless you. Love you.